With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's go hour number two on a Thursday. Just let the Curtis Mayfield wash over you. There's a lot going on on this Thursday. Um, Chad and Zay with you. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. We've been talking football. If you missed it, Sean Payton ripped Nathaniel Hackett, former coach of the Broncos, said it was one of the worst, maybe the worst coaching job ever in the NFL. Went on and on about the treatment of Russell Wilson and all these different things. Um, By the way, if you care about the Broncos at all, he also says that he thinks it'll turn around and turn around quickly and he would be upset if they're not a playoff team. Like That's the kind of season he thinks is possible. And uh, we also had a Niners, or Niners, we had a Broncos fan supporting what the coach said uh, a little earlier. And I'm sure some Broncos fans will uh, will be behind Coach Payton. We have a response from Robert Sala coming up. Also, I just retweeted Quinn Ewer's latest haircut because I think he's headed in the right direction. I'm at C. Hastings 1049. <laughs> Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. Zay first. He went from that super mullet down to that clean look. I don't even know what you'd call it. I don't know who yeah, to compare it to. He's like a, like a Bradley Cooper. Kind of, yeah. On some, some levels. That's not bad. Yeah, kind of that level. But now he's kind of headed to the Chad Hastings level. Oh, stop. I look at that. I'm seeing like a – now he's going with like a – I'd call that a zero on the sides and maybe like a half or a one on top. He actually has a lineup. Young man, like, that's a fade. Young man, you're looking good. You still have a ways to go if you need. If you you still have you know a little little leeway if you need it. Me, I just go zero guard everywhere because I don't want to be. I don't need to blend. I don't need to blend. I did the zero guard the first time. My I saw my wife's face and I realized, oh, she didn't think I looked that bad. This is good. I'm fine, and I don't have to worry about all the blending because right in here, this area is tough. Trying to blend that if you're going to go sides one right. way and this one way. No, I just take it off. Plus, Zay, it's real helpful just to shave off the gray. So, Quinn Ewers, I'm telling you, this could be beneficial as you continue to grow up. Plus, it is so much better in the heat. I learned that back in 2011 when I first shaved the head and I re- and that cool breeze hit the top of my head the first time. Heaven. Absolute heaven. Quinn Ewers, I think, is going to be able to process the heat on his head a little bit better because he's going more with my hairstyle. Well done, young man. This is a crisp edge up. Exactly. Like it, it, I'm not going to front. It takes a lot for a white boy to rock a crisp edge up. Mm-hmm. And this fool definitely went to a black barber shop <laughs> and got this. 
the swag's on a million right now for Quinn Ewers. This just makes me even more excited about the upcoming season because now this is that, like, shrug your shoulders, you know, Dion. Sanders type of swag that I'm seeing from Quinn Ewers right now. You're saying when, you think one of the black teammates took him to oh, the barbershop? Yo, yo, I think he went by himself. That's the swag that I'm getting from uh, this pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the fact that you're comparing yourself to him, like, I, I kind of get it, but the, what you got ain't what he got. Hey, I'm sorry. I love what, you. How dare I, I you? I love you. I, mean, I know we ain't got many shows left. You, my man, I can't let you claim this. Man. I, can't, I can't let you claim this, man. Just trying to. Trying to connect myself to, a, to this good looking this good looking kid's haircut. You know what I'm saying like what what he's giving right now is Shannon Tatum. Like that's what he's giving on the swagger. Like Shannon Tatum, the swag that he had in Coach Carter. That's what I'm feeling here. Okay, so if he's giving Channing Tatum, what am I giving? John Kitna right now. Not even playing John Kitna. John Kitna current. Hey, Coach Kitna, I'm not gonna take that as an insult. I'm not gonna take that as an insult. I, I could no, go as John Kitna for Halloween. Not even Matt Hasselback, Tim Hasselback. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just rude. How dare you? I think I have a better hairline, at least in theory, than Tim Hasselback does. Maybe not Matt, but not Tim. Come on, man. <laughs> don't, don't need to give me the oh, Hasselback treatment. Man. The lesser Hasselback hairline treatment. Smooth All cut, right. Quinn. I love it. Nice work on uh, from Quinn Ewers. Also, real quick, just to hit back on the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing, Zay, the geologist, looked into how much the ground shook during Taylor Swift shows in Seattle, and it shook more than the beast quake. Wow. They did a comparison. Now they bring up there are more people involved, and there's people on the field. So the shaking might be that way. But they literally could map it out night to night, and the sh- and the shakes would happen at the same time, you know, relatively. But uh, anyway, they so they they qualified it. They're not trying to dog Seahawks fans, but an individual quake moment. It was stronger for Taylor than it was for uh, Marshawn Lynch. See, man, I don't know how you Swifties get finessed into those linebacker ass dance moves that she be throwing out there. She has stolen so much money, so much money. That's probably why Travis Kelsey's attracted to her. Think about it. Oh yeah, I mean, what does Travis Kelsey have to watch a lot of? Fluid quarterback, uh, fluid linebacker hips. Maybe that's what he sees. <laughs> I hope not. He could do so much better. She does some nice big legged dancing though. Big long legged dancing. Just, her dance moves are weird. She has a weird. Whoever does the choreography, I, she needs to hit up Paula. What's Paula Abdul doing? Okay, like she she needs that. That's fair. That's if fair. I don't, but I don't know if she has that in her bag. You might not have that in her bag. Uh, all right, so uh, we mentioned the Sean Payton story where he takes the crack at Hackett. Do we have the Robert Sala comment? Yep. Robert Sala, let's see if he goes high road or low road today. Um, well, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Is he, you know, he's been in the league a while. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But, uh, but as far as you know, what we have going on here, it's, um, you know, the – I kind of live by saying if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away, you know. It's uh, obviously we're doing something right. If you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four, and I'm good with it, you know. But uh, you know the guys in our locker room, they they've earned everything that's coming to them, um, um, and really excited about what's going on. I think Hackett's doing a phenomenal job here. Him, the uh, coaching staff is doing a phenomenal job, and and we're focused on us. I get it. There's a lot of external noise. There's a lot of people who are hating on us. There's a lot of people looking for us to fail. There's a lot of crows pecking at our neck. 
Uh, but all you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. It's a whole other analogy I'll get into later. But uh, <laughs> they're really, really, really excited about the group we have, the coaching that's going on. And uh, um, But I'm going to keep our focus on us and making sure that we're prepared every single day to do the best we can and uh, learn from our past and grow with, grow with every, every moment that we have. Well. Done, Robert Sala. I ain't never heard that one before. I have never heard that. You know, halfway through that, I was going to give him the victory in the back and forth because he took the high road. He was being more of an adult about it. And then he made a reference to crows falling off and suffocating, and I'll get into that later. Yeah. Go ahead, Coach. I keep flying. Go ahead, Coach. I keep flying. I'll tell you, Coach. (laughs) That is funny. All right, so that is the latest out of that discussion. And it kind of takes us into the West because we're talking NFC and AFC West today. Obviously, that involves the champs in Kansas City. It also involves San Francisco, who will be on the Cowboys' schedule. It involves a lot of other uh, teams as well. Remember, the Cowboys play this entire division. Another reason we wanted to get into it, they play the whole NFC West. So the Cowboys have to deal with all four of these teams. So, Zay, obviously we just talked a little bit about the Peyton story. What jumps out to you in either West division here? Do we need to start with the champs? Or to start somewhere else? Yeah, I think you got to start with the champs and them trying to repeat. As hard as that is, when you have the best quarterback in the league, hell, the best player in the league, it makes things a lot easier with definitely the most, probably the best play caller in the league in Andy Reid. So, you know, the only thing I worry about is when is Travis Kelsey going to lose a step? We're talking about Mm. him, obviously, with the Taylor Swift stuff, but him being up there in his 30s and whatnot, like, I know he's a freak and I know tight ends, the great ones, have played a very long time, but a lot of the offense runs through him, and he's the focus when these defensive coordinators game plan, especially when you get in the red zone. It's where's 87, where's he at, because he's just so crafty, so athletic, and Andy Reid uses him in so many different ways, and they just do a great job of getting him the ball in the right situations and taking advantage of matchups. But when is he going to lose a step? I don't know if it will be this year, but if he did, I wouldn't be surprised. And if he does lose a step, do they have enough guys? around him to step up. We already know Kadarius Tony. he's had injury problems throughout his very young career, and he's already having surgery. We don't know when he'll be back. I know Andy Reid says we're looking forward to him maybe coming back week one, but who knows? And I think that might be an issue because he has a huge role on this team, kind of filling in for Tyreek Hill. I know it's now some big shoes to fill, and Tyreek Hill is one of the top receivers in the league, but Kadarius Tony and Tyreek Hill, they have a lot of similarities when it comes to one another. So can Sky Moore take that next step? He had that very iconic punt return in the Super Bowl to put them in field position to help them win Mm -hmm. on that comeback against the Eagles. You know, what are they going to do about their uh, uh, left tackle situation? Orlando Brown, now he's in Cincinnati, which that adds even more fuel to that uh, very heated rivalry. He's one of the best all-pro left tackles in the league, and he's protected Patrick Mahomes a lot through his career. So can Donovan Smith, coming from the Bucks, can he take that replacement and capitalize on it. He's not as good, but maybe in the system he can. I don't know, but I don't know how this team isn't picked to win the Super Bowl again with number 15 taking the snaps. Yeah, you got to think they have a great chance to do that. Uh, By the way, they match up. This division also matches up with the NFC East when it comes to that 
cross-conference extra game to figure out how do you get the 17th game, it's Kansas City and Philly because of that. And they probably would have put them together anyway because of the Super Bowl matchup. So Kansas City will play Philly, Chargers will play Dallas, so on and so forth. But Kansas City, Zay, will play Cincinnati at home in that rival. We know about that thing. Joe Burrow gets Patrick Mahomes every time except last year when it mattered the most. They go to Jacksonville. That's a huge game for Trevor Lawrence. He gets Patrick Mahomes to come to him. And then Philly will go to Kansas City. Uh, for that game. So, uh, and by the way, Kansas City, Jacksonville, second week of the season. Mm. When Jacksonville's still steamy hot, that's another key part. Certain teams, I always look for the with the weather stuff. Can you get a cold team in September on a road game? But also, do you have to go to Jacksonville, Tampa, Carolina in the early part of the season? Because those can, those can be steam baths if they kick at the wrong time. Yeah, and you got to remember, Chris Jones, he ain't at camp right now. Exactly. He's, He's holding out. He's holding out. We're, the two of the big dog, the best two defensive players in our discussion today, really, Bosa for the Niners and Jones for Kansas City. I can We could go through the list, I guess. Aaron Donald's also a part of these divisions, so he's probably the best. But two of the better defensive players are currently sitting out. Yeah, and that sucks for somebody like Keandre Coburn, who is a rookie that could be learning from somebody like Chris Jones, but is not having that luxury right now because Chris Jones is trying to renegotiate this contract. I'm glad you brought him up. Great value for Coburn in the sixth round. We talked about it when it happened, but I'm interested to see how does he fit in in the preseason, does he start to get reps? Does he get more reps because of the Jones that, thing? That right, is, That's a positive. Could he, be a positive. He's not there, so show me what you got, More opportunity. Fella. But the other one is Felix Anudike Uzoma, that first-round pick. We all know first – I'll always look first three rounds. you got to be picking something that matters. How does that guy impact things right away? Will we feel him early like you did a Micah Parsons and some of these other young defensive studs we've seen show up? He was the best in the Big 12, according to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah somehow he finessed Jalen Ford for right. the award, he, but whatever. He wasn't better overall for that award, but I think coming off the edge in the Big 12, at times he was the best in the conference. Yeah, he was a problem. So now, can he make that transition to not just a team, but that team? Yeah, he was a problem. And if you look at the AFC West, who can compete? with the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw the money that Justin Herbert got paid yesterday, the most in the league, and Brandon Staley, he's on the hot seat. Like, how can he not be? He blew a 27-0 lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs. Like, you got to win those games. There's That's just so unacceptable. When you're up 27-0, you got to step on their net. you got to control the football, and that's just a game you have to close out, especially at somebody's home. And those Jags, they came back and beat them, and they were multiple things during the season in 2022 that were very questionable for the Los Angeles Chargers because Brandon Staley was making some very questionable decisions. So they had a lot of injuries. We know Mike Williams, he gets hurt a lot. Keenan Allen gets hurt a lot. Joey Bosa missed a lot of games last year. You got Austin Eckler, who's disgruntled about all the running backs getting paid, which I feel him. He had over 1,600 yards this past season total. He had 18 total touchdowns. Like, he's a big part of their offense, one of the best receiving running backs in the league. But, you know, Justin Herbert, like, we know how good he is, but if those guys that I just named aren't healthy, I don't think it matters because you got to deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, by the way, we got a text in Shane Bouchelle, another Chad Doppelganger. Yeah, I'll take the, sh- <laughs> I'll take the Shane Bouchelle. I'll take that. 
I'll take that. Shane Bouchel had that look going. That is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, Zay, so you mentioned the, the Chargers. How about this for a start? The Chargers start with Miami at home, at Tennessee, and then at Minnesota. That's pretty tough. That's what I'm saying. I swear everybody you've named, their first three games are just brutal. It sounds a little rough, doesn't it? There's uh, a lot of parody in the NFL, man. The Raiders trying to figure out Garoppolo and all the Raiders at Denver week one. That's a big game to tell us a lot. At Denver, at Buffalo, and then Pittsburgh at home. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, and Jimmy G, what is he going to look like in Josh McDaniel's system? Is he going to be healthy? Because he's still coming off that injury last year. That's why Brock Purdy got the start. Like, they wouldn't have put Brock Purdy in. It wasn't like he was out playing or they were thinking Jimmy G wasn't playing well. He got hurt. So, you know, is he healthy enough to give them something? And they got weapons. That's where Jimmy G's always thrive with the weapons they had in the 49ers. Not so much in Vegas, but they arguably have the best wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. We know Hunter Rithro. He's a dog. I mean, Josh Jacobs, he's kind of like Austin Eckler, disgruntled about his contract situation. Apparently, Chad, the Raiders offered them $12 million. Nope, not good enough. Can't do it. Can't do it. Is Twelve right? million. I get Saquon got eleven million, but hey, I'm not Saquon. Josh Jacobs is telling Dang. Vegas. So look, y'all better renegotiate, or I don't think he will be very happy this year if they keep him on that current deal. So Max Crosby, he's one of the best, most underrated defensive ends in the league. And yeah, I, they have the worst quarterback in this thing. So I it's, it's it's hard to not put them at last place, but they are going to surprise a few teams because they got guys like Devontae Adams. Yeah, so you think they got right? You, Garoppolo, the the least of the four quarterbacks in that division. Yeah, yeah. Right. When Russell Wilson take him, take Herbert, obviously, and Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, they're in a tough situation. I'd take him over Kyler right now. I think with everything that's going on and what that Arizona team's going to be, <laughs> who's going to be better, the Raiders or the Cardinals? Oh, Raiders. Yeah, okay. I think so too. Which sucks because I, my Colt man, I want him to do well. I know. But that's the other thing just... too. You got to start with Colt. Who knows what that's going to be like? And um, your best receiver is Hollywood Brown. Brutal. I know. That, that's brutal. That's true. Like, that's true. I, I know he's fast and stuff. I know other people compare him to Tyreek Hill, but he ain't that. Okay, so Denver was five and twelve last year. Do you think they can get a, a lot above that? Yes. They maybe yeah. get up into seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. Their biggest problems is Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Both of those guys have so much potential and came in with so much hype coming into the league, but they just haven't hit that peak yet. Yeah, they they show flashes, but they just you know it, it, it hasn't all fit there. I agree. Yeah, if the if the combination of Peyton Wilson and Sutton can't work, something's up. Right. I think those three guys together could be really <laughs> that's, good. And that's probably why, you know, Sean Payne's so salty at Nathaniel Haggard because he's coming in seeing those yeah. guys and putting it in his system and, like, how this guy fail. And plus, you know, those guys might be, like, hanging their heads low and stuff like that. And he's like, yo, what was he telling y'all? Like, I, we're going to change everything around here. I can't believe y'all were working like this. Y'all guys are nice. Like, Jerry Judy, along with all those other guys, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, like, he hasn't lived up to that yet. But, and he can. 
with the right system, the right quarterback, and the right route running, like he has all the potential to be a top wide receiver in the league. Yeah, that stat that he threw out is incredible. 29th in the league on both sides of the ball pre-snap penalties. He just he, and he literally said they couldn't get a play call in at times. That means the players have told him that. So they can fix that kind of stuff. Here are their first three games, Zay. Raiders at home, Washington at home, at Miami. Denver has a great chance to start 2-1. and one. If we give them that loss at Miami, they can win those other two. They can beat the Raiders and they can beat, the, beat Washington. Right. Absolutely. So, huge opportunity to start quick. Plus, I told you already, they play Cleveland, they're at Houston, and they play, again, Washington. But they play Cleveland and they're at Houston. Those are winnable games, too. Yeah, they have two of the best safeties in the league and Caden Stearns and Justin Simmons that combination might be very underrated but Caden Stearns has proven that he's a solid safety in the NFL just being a ball hawk not being afraid to get his nose in there and make certain hits and stuff and we know at Texas he had a solid career but he dealt with a lot of injuries in the National Football League not as much so you get to see him thrive out there and yeah shout out to Caden Stearns I thought he's done well these first few years in the league it's a good point um and also I'd forgotten about this the second round pick of Denver Marvin Mims from Oklahoma wonder what kind of pro he's gonna be yeah hanging out with Russell Wilson that'll be interesting to see too um all right we'll talk some uh, west today we'll go a little NFC west coming up here after our all flex watch list reveal today it's the running backs and wide receivers you know there's gonna be some conversations around these parts with those two positions we'll tell you who's in there and where you can see the list up next stay with us it's the horn Chad and Zay. Oh, I think I know where he's going. I'm going to need to get a verification vocal on this one. But I think it's him, and I think it's this one. You got a long lead-in on this song. Yeah, I didn't know it was this long. I didn't remember this. I'll just guess. Is it Eddie? <laughs> Are you going Eddie Murphy? <laughs> oh, wow. Good. That's a good Eddie Murphy. I like that. There he is. Wanna hurt me? This song was big, too. I kind of think of the video. They just put him in sort of a generic video here. Yeah, the video studio. Here. Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. It's a pretty big hit. Eddie Murphy, Prince, Diamonds on Your Finger. Hall and Oates as well on the show today. I don't know where this one topped out on the charts. Oh, it, this was huge. If this thing went number one, what does that say about the music industry? What do you mean? Rick J produced this. Come on, man. Well, that's probably what got it that, as high as it yeah, did. Yeah, that's why. That's what got it as high as it did. You know what's interesting? Considering the success of this song and that connection, isn't it a little weird he didn't have another one? Like, not one more? Yeah. They couldn't come together one more time. They dropped the album. where Because I couldn't tell you anything else that was on it. Yeah, there was an album, but... Did they try a ballad where, like, Eddie walks through a candlelit room and tries to, like, and, you know, get emotional? And that's the thing. Like, if you're Eddie Murphy, a big part of promoting your record is you got to tour, you know? Right. You got to make appearances. So... He was doing movies. He was doing stand-up. Where was the time? Could he do, like, could he open for himself? Could he have opened for himself and done, like, 20 minutes of music 
and then taking a break and then come out and done stand-up? Oh, that would have been a show. That would have been awesome. I'd, I'd have paid money for that back in the day. Uh, all right, hope Eddie Murphy is doing well today. Uh, coming up at 2.30, we'll get into why today matters, including one of my favorite people that has ever been involved in television and entertainment with a massive birthday today. Massive birthday. Up over 100 birthday today and still going strong we'll get to that next hour but right now we will get to the youngsters still going strong getting ready for high school football season let's get you a flex segment and the all flex watch list the running backs and the receivers flex atx for the best high school sports coverage listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. All right, Zay, um, since there's been a lot of disrespect going around about running backs, I just want to ask you, you want to go running backs first or wide receivers first today? Uh, let's go wide receivers first. Wide receivers first. All right, that is Zay's choice, so please don't get mad at me for that one. Uh, but there are some big names in the area at wide receiver. Some have already made their choice of where they're going to go, but they have entertained us already, and I know they're going to do it again. No particular order, all flex watch list receivers. Adrian Wilson of Weiss. We've talked about him. Uh, that Weiss Wolves team is going to be really fun to watch, and Adrian is a big reason why. Uh, Alex Green of Hutto. I've had a chance to see him live in a 7-on-7. Seven seven. He and Will Hammond throwing him the ball. Hutto is going to be interesting. Ed Small from Anderson, another great receiver in the area. The super athlete. Baseball uh, player. That dude is a freak athlete. Can't wait to see him. And obviously Texas fans are excited because he's a baseball commit to Texas, right? That's right. I think that's right. Uh, Fatou Makuba, I've seen him live. That dude at LBJ is really, really good. Fatou, hope you're having a good summer. Grant Jones of Burnett. Heath McCree of Westlake, he's gotten a lot of talk in the offseason. Heath McCree, uh, of course, he's got the brother that's already moved on to the college level, but Heath at Westlake, definitely somebody to watch. Here's another one of my favorites, Jace Skoglin, the big tight end. They're putting him at a receiver, but he's a tight end at Vandergrift. Jay, I say it every time I watch him play. Big 88 is wide open up the seam anytime they need it. Anytime they want it, it's there. Skoglin, I'm rooting for you this year. I want you to have a big season. I also love this dude, Kyle Cook from Dripping Springs. That dude's back again. Last year he was, you know, uh, what's his name? Novosad's favorite target. Now we'll see. Replacing Novosad is tough enough, but Cook is back. Yeah, yeah, he could go. He can really play. Miles Coleman of Vandegrift. We've talked about Miles a lot. Sam Self of Lake Travis and Trent Johnson of Rouse. All on the list of the All Flex receiver list. So there's your receivers. Now let's take a look at the running backs. Westlake fans know the name Jack Kaiser. Feels like he's been there a while. Yo, man. How long has Jack been at Westlake? He's been there a hot minute. I'm not going to be surprised <laughs> if he doesn't have records broken this year. Yeah, Jack has been been fun to watch, and he will be fun to watch for one more season for Westlake fans. Nico Hamilton of Lake Travis, a name people know around these parts. Noah Long at Liberty Hill. You talk about a tough running back and an offense that won't stop coming at you with a run game. Liberty Hill is it. Noah Long is a badass. Andrew Petter at Georgetown. Speaking of a team that will run the ball at you, Andrew is a great player in this area, too. D. 
CJ Dugar of Glenn and Justin Cannon of Rouse rounding out that list. Best of luck to all the teams this year in high school football. And if you want to check out Flex, uh, uh, flxatx.com, you can see all the different lists that have been released. And tomorrow on a Friday, we will finish up with the quarterbacks. I'm sure there'll be no debates at all. Everybody will be happy with the list on that All Flex watch list. Uh, we do it every day at 1.30. We'll hit those quarterbacks tomorrow at Uh, around this time. All right, Zay, we're talking West divisions in the NFL. We hit the AFC West pretty hard. NFC West, we mentioned that Bosa's out for San Francisco. I'm assuming that's going to be everybody's favorite in this division. Anybody else dangerous for you in the division? Um, Probably the Seahawks. You know, just coming off a seventh seed last year, making the playoffs, Geno Smith having the best year of his career. And, you know, they lost Jamal Adams really early. Him Mm. and Quandre Diggs, you talk about Kane Stearns and Justin Simmons being over there for Denver. But Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs, if they're together, look out because that's one of the top safety duos in the league. But Jamal got hurt very early last season, and that was a big, you know, that that was a big blow to the Seahawks' defense and what they were trying to do. But offensively, they could have one of the best offenses in the league. If Jackson Smith and Jigba is your third wide receiver, which I think he could slowly finesse his way into being a wide receiver too just because that's how much upside and that's how good he is. And you could see probably Tyler Lockett – play a little bit more slot, and that's saying a lot because Tyler Lockett, he's definitely made his name in the NFL being one of the smaller, better wide receivers in the league. We know DK Metcalf is there, and, you know, sometimes I think he could get lost in, you know, what they're trying to do. I think sometimes his route running, he's so big, so, like, it's not as crisp as certain guys like a Calvin Ridley, some of the small guys. So, you know, he's easier to guard if you're not just jumping with him Mm -hmm. at times. So if he could tune that up, and I think, again, with the addition to uh, JSN, they're going to be just forced to be reckoned with. Kenneth Walker, the rookie, coming in in the second season, had a great rookie year last year. And, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it all depends on Geno Smith. But, yeah, you got to think the 49ers, it's theirs to lose. Yeah, I would definitely go with the 49ers as the pick. But Seattle's an interesting one to bring up. How about week one? Seattle hosts the Rams. Division game right away. Let's see what it looks like. Geno Smith is one of the – He's one of the more interesting guys to me in the whole league to watch. Was this one year? Was this a flash? Those stats were incredible. Zay, you know what's behind him, right? You know what the option is if it's not him? Who? Drew Locke. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, okay. Uh, He's a little goofy. He is a little goofy. I don't like that guy as an NFL quarterback. He's. It's just that there's a lot about his makeup that doesn't make sense to me as being the guy, one of 32. Being a backup is different, but if he has to play, that's going to be bad news for Seattle. If Geno stays in, you mentioned Smith and Jigba. I'd forgotten about that pick. If they get healthy, I do love Walker at running back. They play the Rams. They go to Detroit week two. Think of that game in your head for a second. Seattle at Detroit is interesting. And then they play Carolina week three. That's winnable. Seattle has a good chance to start two and one 
if they can get the Rams in that first game and kind of establish their dominance. Last year, they were a little better than the Rams, um, more than a little. They were 9-8, and eight and the Rams were 5-12. and 12. So you should get that game to start the season and establish it that, yes, it's us and the Niners in this division. Yeah, they also got Tyreek Woodland who was runner-up and defensive player of the year, the mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner at corner. And if, again, you think about just the secondary as a whole, mentioning Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams, if he stays healthy, they're trying to get back to that Legion of Boom feel of what we saw with Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman and, you know, all those guys. So, yeah, I'm – I – they're going to be competitive. I think they could get back to around where they were last year as that seven seed, maybe the six, depending on what happens. But if you look at the 49ers, they literally have at different positions, arguably the best player at that position in the National Football League. Christian McCaffrey, you could argue he's the best running back in the league. George Kittle, I wouldn't take him over Travis Kelsey, but a lot of people would. Trent Williams at left tackle, he's the best left tackle in the league. Debo Samuel, Swiss Army Knife, he's just one of the top offensive weapons in the league. And then you got Nick Bosa, even though he's holding out, like, as an edge rusher, it's hard to beat him. So all of those weapons, it's mm-hmm. going to be tough. They got Hargrave in on that trade from the Eagles playing D-tackle. They still got Armstead. He's a solid defensive lineman. And it's just, what you know, their three-man quarterback battle, that's going to be a thing all year long. And who's going to have a shorter leash from Brock Purdy, who just got back from the UCL injury, you know, like now you got film on Brock Purdy. It's not the same situation that you saw last year where he made that incredible run. But they're probably feeling like if Brock Purdy were healthy in that NFC Championship game, then they would have been playing in the Super Bowl instead of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. We'll never know. So, yeah, because they trusted him more than the other guys. Yeah. That's the other thing. If it has to be somebody other than Purdy, does Shanahan trust them? I don't know. And is Purdy ready to go? They start at Pittsburgh. First game of the year against T.J. Watt and that Pittsburgh defense. Is he ready in week one? I mean, he's cleared. Or does it have to be somebody else? They're saying it's a little bit of pitch count now, and we'll see. You know, bring him along slowly. Is he absolutely ready to go? That's going to be big. They go to the Rams week two, so they start on the road two in a row, and then they play the Giants. We can all agree they'll probably beat the Giants. But do they get all three of those games to start? Or is it more of a 2-1? and one? Who do they drop the game to? That'll be interesting to watch at the beginning. Also, if I'm a Niners fan, I love this. They get to play Tampa. They're a first-place team, so they get to play Tampa, which doesn't feel like a first-place team. San Francisco hosts the Bucks. Remember, around this time last year, Shanahan and John Lynch, they were going to ride this Trey Lance train and say whatever mm-hmm. ups and downs that he has, we're good with it. We're just we're going to trust him. We invested a lot in him in the draft, and this is what it is. So even though he's coming back from that gruesome ankle injury, do you still have that belief in him with what you saw with Purdy? He didn't bring in Sam Darnold for no reason. Like, yes, his career hasn't panned out to that number three overall pick when he was coming out of Southern Cal, and he's kind of bounced around from the Jets and, you know, the Panthers last year, and now he's up there in the Bay. But they have three quarterbacks that if you're a coach in the NFL, you'd probably be okay with Mm -hmm. going out there 
with the weapons that they have offensively and Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, I think is very underrated. Like, they got some guys. So it makes the quarterback job a lot easier to where you don't have to be the man. You can just get it to your weapons and let them do their thing. Yeah, it's funny. In a perfect world, they'd love to move one of those quarterbacks. But in the real world they live in, they know they might need them all and they might need to have Steve Young on speed dial. <laughs> Like, they've been going through so much weird injury stuff. Real quick, Zay, before the break, back to Seattle. Somebody texted us. They saw a very very early mock, uh, excuse me, not Seattle, but the Chiefs, of the Chiefs taking JT Sanders in the first round. Holy hell, what an idea that would be. Can you imagine the end of Travis Kelsey's career helps to train that dude? That'd be incredible. That'd be wild. That would be a wild idea. Oh, and also, back to Seattle is why I mentioned the Seahawks. This sucks. A day ago, Woolen knee injury placed on the active pup list, according to their official site. So the active pup list, meaning they don't think it's going to be – this is the one. I don't think they have to declare that he's going to miss a certain amount of time yet, but that's not good. I did not see he'd had a knee injury in uh, camp. Yo, he's a freak, man. He's He's almost 6'4". He's got that speed, man. He's powerful. He's strong. He looks like one of those Legion of Boom players. Yep, absolutely. 6'4 and 210. That's covering ground. 6'4. <laughs> Good God. Uh, yeah, he right now is listed as out, as is Jamal Adams. Jordan Brooks on the defense listed that way. And Brian Moan at uh, nose tackle. They're all listed as out for Seattle, yeah. at least right now. Yeah, and for the Rams, I mean – What's Stafford going to be like coming from his UCL injury last year? Cooper Cup was dealing with an injury last year. You lose Bobby Wagner back to the Seahawks. You lose Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins. Aaron Donald was contemplating retirement a couple seasons ago when y'all won y'all Super Bowl ring. Like, they're at a weird place, too. And... I don't know. I, I really don't know about them. I mean, I got them picked third in that division, but... They still, Cooper Cup, if he's healthy, he's still one of the best. We know John McVay, he's been able to dial up, you know, different schemes and stuff to get to the Super Bowl twice, win one. And if you get to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, which I think Jared Goff's very underrated, but still, getting to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, that says something. That means you could coach a little bit. That does. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wouldn't sleep on them either. You can't sleep on Aaron Darnold. He's a double-team machine, which should leave open a lot more plays for others. But do they have others? That's the thing. Yeah, and also you talk about wanting Matt Stafford to come back from that injury and stay healthy. They, they're going to wish they had Goff if he gets hurt because Brett Rippon and Stetson Bennett. Yeah, Stetson Bennett, baby. Wow. Winning mentality. Those are your two guys. Uh, but Yo, Stetson Bennett didn't even graduate college in six years. I like him on my team. It's just all about football. That's all it is. It's he, just about football. I respect that. He focuses in, and he'll have a chip on his shoulder the rest of his life. Yeah. Even though he is back-to-back national champions, he still thinks nobody respects him. He was going to carry that his whole career. Uh, we'll see if maybe – that may be a question by the end of the season. Can Stetson Bennett get the backup job by the end of the year? Could he get it by the end of camp? Who's the other quarterback you named? Brett Rippon. <laughs> yeah, I think he's good. Right. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. He might be able to pull that off. All right, uh, coming up at 2.05, our last visit on this show with Jeff Ketchum of Orange Blood. Since Zay's not going to be here tomorrow, we thought we'd uh, throw Ketch on today at 2, and he was nice enough to do that. Before that, though, where are we at in society? We'll see what Zay wants to get into next on The Horn. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chad and Zay. I'd like to dedicate this song to little Junior Park. Cousin of mine is going on, but we'd like to kind of carry on in his name. Okay. Oh, that's a great voice. I don't recognize it, though, Zay. Al got- Green. Al, the Reverend. Okay. Take me to the river. Ah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I would hope if I let that go a little longer, I might have gotten the Reverend Al Green. Good stuff. Got to interview the Reverend Al Green back in the day. That was cool. That's right. That was very cool. Al Green, Eddie Murphy, Prince, and Holland Oates. Yeah, big time voice there from the right Reverend. I hope you're having a good Thursday. Lots of football out there. Lots of crazy stories, including Colorado, headed to the Big 12 in 2024. Some people thought that was on the way. They'd been talking all the way back to, I think it was May, they had a discussion, and the Pac-12 just cannot get things together. So uh, Colorado will head to the Big 12 in 24. We've gotten into that. We'll get Jeff Ketchum's thoughts on that from orangebloods.com coming up. Plus, obviously, a lot of Longhorn stuff. We're coming up on Pool Party Weekend. It's this weekend, I believe, Zay. Okay. And if I'm reading correctly, the Longhorns and the Aggies have their pool party scheduled for the same weekend. I need to know, if I'm a badass five-star, how do I get to both? Can I go to both? Have we scheduled these? Have we staggered them enough? Can I do like a little burn orange party and a little maroon party if I need to? That's a lot of sun. That is a be lot. Be careful. Yeah, in this part of the world. Yeah, be careful. That's yeah. a lot of sun. It's I don't good. know if you would want to do that. Stay hydrated. Right. Hydrated young men, stay hydrated. All right, let's uh, see where Zay wants to go right now. Where are we at in society with Mr. Collier? Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. Sadly, there's two more of these left. There's this one. And then you're not here tomorrow, we're both not here Monday, and we got the last show on Tuesday. So your next to last, where we at, what we got? Yeah, it's unfortunate, but hey, it is what it is. Calais Campbell, now Hmm. Falcons defensive end. Okay. Should help their defense a little bit. Totally forgotten that, but I've always been a Calais Campbell guy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's always been a solid player, big guy, and yeah, now he's over 35 or so, so he's still trucking. Mm -hmm. But he said some things that make a lot of sense about a certain quarterback that talks a lot of mess that people probably wouldn't think talked a lot in Mac Jones. Hmm. Yes. Okay. He said that Mac Jones says some very disrespectful things, and he could definitely see why people think he's dirty. Remember the Brian Burns incident where he, like, twisted his leg? Yes. Yep. And stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's saying that because Patrick Mahomes said on the quarterback how different defensive players will take it easy on you 
if you're nice to them. Now, yeah. they won't take it too easy, but take it easier on you than others if you are nice to them. Yeah, that little coverage thing they got where you talked about it, where was it Crosby of the Raiders that reached out yeah. and just punched Patrick Mahomes? Right. Mahomes was like, come on, dude, I can deal with a lot, but you just can't just punch me out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting. We talked about the AFC East yesterday. Mac Jones, with the little success that he's had, he's gotten to the playoffs his rookie year, but other than that, going in year three, he hasn't done much trying to take over basically for Tom Brady. And he's also the worst quarterback in his division, from Josh Allen to uh, now Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So does he have the right, especially as a quarterback, to say anything? <sighs> um, this, this is weird to me because the question is, can he use that edge, that, that sauciness, and it be good in the locker room? You know what I mean? Like, can he use it to help build like a us against the world vibe where his teammates might tell you, yeah, if he wasn't on my team, I'd hate him, but man, he's my guy. So I, I'm okay with all that stuff because he's my guy. I don't know. I mean, remember, he got into it last year with who was it? One of the coordinators, Patricia. It might have been Patricia. Yeah. And he was pissed and throwing down the clipboard or whatever the iPad, well, the Microsoft iPad that they had. And so he's not afraid now that's to true. speak his mind. And by the way, I will defend him to the end on that one because what they did with those coordinators last year, hiding Patricia so he could get his money from Detroit, was a disgrace to that team and Belichick's legend. And it was so stupid what they did. The fact that they got Bill O'Brien back this year and it's lining up a little differently, hopefully that helps for them. Hopefully that helps Mac Jones out. If I was Mac Jones last year, I'd think I'd have been pissed too. You got a defensive coordinator calling my plays. What are you doing? Yeah, that's a problem. It's just, yeah, that part was dumb. But yeah, that he he has an attitude to him, but that franchise kind of draws that in sometimes. And they are an attitude franchise. But right. not out. Does Belichick like that from his quarterback, though? That's that's the thing. Like that's so. Like Tom Brady, he would talk best too. But that's Brady. But it wasn't like right. he was doing that year one, two, even like that's true. You that's know, true. when Randy Moss got there, that's when Tom started shrugging his shoulders a little bit and getting that swagger off. Oh man, I got three Super Bowls under my belt. I'm right. a bad dude. Yeah, it is one of the – you could argue that Mac Jones and Baker Mayfield are trying to do the same thing this year, but that ain't the same thing. Trying to follow Tom Brady in Tampa is very different than trying to follow Tom Brady in that uniform, in that place with six rings hanging in the rafters. Right. That's a whole different world. That Super Bowl he got the Bucks was a bonus. You didn't even know it was going to happen Super Bowl. What Mac Jones is dealing with is so much pressure. Let's see how he deals with it. Maybe as an OC and not a head coach, Bill O'Brien can help him get through that. Yeah, you can't be no punk. If they're talking to you, you can't back down. You can't show any weakness because right. that's what they want. They want you to be like, oh, we're in his head. Like, we got him. And so, Brady never backed down. Yeah. That was the key to him. Yeah, so I respect that about Mac Jones. But when they say, when Calais Campbell's saying you're disrespectful, I know. You know, that goes to the Kevin Garnett calling Carmelo Anthony's wife, oh, I, she tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. That goes to that right. point. And that's where, again, back to the quarterback documentary, they showed Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes always talks about he over-compliments the defensive guys. He gives it to them all. Hey, nice play, dog. 
Hey, nice play, man. Yeah. Hey, nice play. He's like dapping guys up. He's not helping guys up, but he's telling, hey, nice play, 5-6. Hey, nice play, 89, whatever it is, you know. So, you know, does Mac Jones need a little bit more of that? Maybe. And it was easy to talk mess when you're at Alabama because yeah. we're beating everybody you're by 50 points. You're shredding people. And yeah. I got nothing but stars around me, nothing but stars I'm throwing to. I got that coach on the sideline. It's very different where he came from. So now coming into the league, he's trying to bring that moxie and and not working as much for him. And mm-hmm. he's got a little reputation of being dirty from, you know, the low heads and the grabbing people's ankle and twisting them and stuff like that. And Glass Campbell and Mac Jones, they also have history. Glass Campbell knocked him out for three games last year Ooh, on an okay. incident where some people think that was a little dirty for Glass Campbell, especially with the rules that you have protecting quarterbacks. So go back and check that out and, you you know, give your own opinion on that. But, yeah, they got some history and – I, I thought it was very interesting that he threw that out there. He also said that Philip Rivers would talk mess, but, you know, Philip Rivers, being the religious guy he was, it was kind of like a joke. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. that disrespectful with Philip Rivers. And, you know, he said right. Patrick Mahomes talks too, but like you mentioned what we saw in the quarterback, it's a different type of talk that Patrick Mahomes throws at you. Uh-huh. Like he gives you a little bit of, okay, don't test me, but I'll show you your love if you deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Patriots are interesting. Definitely a team not to forget about. They've put together a decent receiver group with Juju, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, Hunter Henry at tight end. They're trying to put those guys together. So how they start is interesting to me. Their first three games, Zay, listen to this. Philly at home, Miami at home, at the Jets. That's how it starts for Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. So I don't know how they don't go 0 and 4. What is their what is their record there? Can they go 1 and 2 if they what 1 and 2 and steal the Miami game at home? 1 and 2 and beat Aaron Rodgers on the road in week 3? That's that might a be rough it. start. That might be it. Because I can't say, I know it's a home game, but I can't get, I can't pick them to beat the Eagles week one. Yeah, they got to hope that Aaron Rodgers is still trying to get out the wrinkles and trying to get that chemistry built with the Jets. That It's not there yet. With all the good yeah. teams that they're playing, it might not be there yet. And, you know, one of the big things about Belichick is him being able to scout you and pick you apart and taking away what you do best. Well, you don't really know much of what they do best because you haven't seen them much because Aaron Rodgers won't play as that many games till when they play them. So yes, true. Like you know, I it's hard to see them not going zero and three, zero and four, New England Patriots when the season starts. We will see. Yeah, now with seventeen game schedule, that zero and two thing that used to be the death, you know, the death knell in the NFL. I think maybe it extends to an zero and three. Can't go zero and three. Maybe at least need to go one and two to get to the playoffs and give yourself a chance. We'll see how New England starts there. Interesting stuff about Mac Jones and the Patriots as we roll closer to the NFL season. Coming up next, your two o'clock hour. We'll start with Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. One more visit with Jeff and Zay and myself on this show uh, since we're uh, wrapping it up on Tuesday uh, and Zay's going to be out tomorrow so Ketch is going to join us talk some Longhorns we'll get his thoughts on Colorado to the Big 12 as well plus coming up at 2.30 one of my favorite legends in fact my favorite overall TV legend has a big time birthday today we'll tell you who that is coming up on the Horn